Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! Little President's Day action. We're celebrating the amazing um, presidency of Polk and Coolidge and Hoover and all the greats that uh, spring to mind. Zachary Taylor, just right off the top (laughs) of my head. uh, This is what it's all about. Never mind you, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. We're going to do President's Day from here on out. Uh, I got to tell you. Uh, my first weekend without football, really since the end of August, and I'm ready for it to start again. Like yeah. it, it's it's funny how it goes. Have you ever covered a beat? Have you ever done that in, no, in your career? I never was a beat writer. Okay, so I, I, I for for what it's worth, I think that's got to be the hardest job there is. In all oh, sports. bro, it's, it's I'm just, just traveling. Like, oh there's a, there's a reason I never did it. It's because yeah. I didn't want to do it that way. It looks incredibly hard, but usually in the middle of the football season, like let's say week eight, nine, ten. It's like, oh, man, we still got seven more games to go. Okay, it feels like we've been here. And then all of a sudden, the last goes by like that, and then it's the playoffs, and then it goes. Two weeks goes by, and we're, we're a week out, I guess, right now, and I'm already here for this thing ready to kick up. I don't know if it's because they won the Super Bowl and I'm ready to run it back right, right away. That's certainly a part of it, but there's nothing like run the NFL. <laughs> there's nothing there like the, just the, all right, I'm ready for this. One game a week, I'm all in. You have my full attention for one day. Nothing else is like that. It's not the same, and it sets the schedule for everything else you do in the week, which is why it's cool. I've always said this. I'm not even a really big football fan, but I definitely enjoy watching football with my friends mm-hmm. and being a part of the culture. I mean, that's really, you know, like I, there's obviously a lot of things to take away that you know, are not great about football. But, yeah, it sets the schedule for the rest of the sports calendar. When it's gone, there's a hole. No doubt about it, especially when that hole was a SoFi Stadium-sized hole with the Lombardi Trophy in it here in Los Angeles. You know, Plus, there's the whole added element of, well, I can't do anything on Saturdays because it's my only day off, so therefore you can't ask me to do this, that, and the other. I really don't want to go see them. I really don't yeah. want to do that, sweetheart. I, you know, I, this is my one day here, off. I only <laughs> have Saturday. i got to work all day. So now that Sunday is free and clear, I don't really have my get-out-of-jail-free card. You didn't card. have your excuse card. you got to show up and pick the daggone app. That's what you guys do. <laughs> do, you, do you have a built-in, I'd love to, but I can't excuse? Do you, do sort you of. Those? I mean, I, I try not to abuse that because my job is good enough as it is. But, uh, yeah, a lot of times when it's like it, – you know what it is? It's a good way of getting out of going to watch games with people I don't want to watch them with. You know, say, oh, no, i got to cover something else. I'm there for work. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. <laughs> not a bad – that's. I don't do that. that. I, hold on. I'm writing yeah. that down. Nope. Sorry, I got to watch that. Guy. Listen, we're talking about to, that. I'm, I'm writing a story on that. I can't go to that. Perfect. Because like, like, I got a couple of my boys that I'll go to pretty much any game with. But I got some people like – they think, oh, yeah, sports guy. Hey, you want to go to a game? I'm like, no, not with oh. you. You know what I'm saying? Like, sorry, <laughs> bud. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fine if we watch it in the same place where I can leave wherever I want, whenever I want. But I'm not – you think I'm walking in the state? No. Are you asking me to go? Because then I don't want to do that. But if generally speaking, do I want to go? Yes, I would very much like to do that. (laughs) All right. So I'll I'll be there in a professional capacity. (laughs) Let's go back to LeBron for a second. Look, look, let's let's make this perfectly clear. LeBron dropped a, a, 
loaf full of breadcrumbs over the weekend, right? About sure. Rob Polinka, about the state of the team, about his future in Los Angeles, all of these things. So he knew that this would be the conversation come Monday, Tuesday, and, and it's going to be the conversation right up until they play the Clippers on Friday because right. it's the only thing we got. He knew this. And Laker fans, I'm already seeing the calls. You're see, we're looking at the tweets. They are not, they're, they're not feeling it. They, they, they don't like what they're hearing. They don't like what's being said. He knows what he's doing. Here's my question to the Laker fans. Was this not worth it? Let, let's say that this season is going to end the way that I think 99.9% of us think it is, which is either out in the play-in round or out play in, in the very L. first round. Yeah. Right, play-in L. Wasn't it all worth it, Yates? I mean, they won a I, championship. I think it was. They went from nowhere. They had 10 years of really kind of nothing Relevance. to championship. Relevance. This is the hardest thing that for Lakers fans to see because the forest is too far. You know, the trees, forest, whatever that metaphor is. The Lakers were not nearly as relevant nationally as people think outside of Kobe Bryant's existence for the last 10 years. And when LeBron came, he regained the national level of relevance for the Lakers. It's a fact. It's a fact, and they won. They yeah. won a championship. Won you know, it's not just thing. that they're on TNT more now. Right. It's that they won a championship two seasons ago. They, and because it was the pandemic, like we talked about, that's that's a whole nother camp. But Laker fans, they are not feeling it. Let's try another call here. Let's go to South Central and Chris. Chris, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up, Chris? Hey, man. I have never been a LeBron James fan. I agree with uh, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett when they said in the finals he wasn't a factor. I watched him go home and cry to his mommy and got a $25,000 fine for after losing to Dwight Howard in Orlando, which the Lakers beat in the finals, because he lost the game. The man is not a leader. He's not anything that the Lakers should ever have tried to put into their thing. And you guys are, are looking at the team all wrong. Every time you evaluate Anthony Davis, you say if he plays at this level, then he would be this. Well, I agree with that. He's not playing up to his potential. And the fact is, neither is the rest of the team. They aren't bad players. They're just not putting in the effort that Russell Westbrook is in. Look at this team. If those old men played at the level that Westbrook was in, they'd probably be 10 games above 500. But no, the team would shoot 20% collectively if they played like Russell Westbrook. They'd have 10 turnovers a game if they played like Russell Westbrook. The Russell Westbrook thing has been an unmitigated failure. So How that, can you that, be that, such a LeBron <laughs> hater and I, did, still have that much energy to talk about LeBron? <laughs> I don't understand that. He's the best player on the team. This is an established fact Clinton, at this moment. Clinton, he's still one of the on the very short list for best player in the league. Yeah, yeah never like, mind what, on the what, team that, in that the was, league. That was an outrageous comment. It will. Okay, you tell me. I, I there. There's one other person that I can think of that uh-huh. was so good. And 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 it, 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 to the point of it being silly to even discuss it, and yet people still try to find a way to tear down all the things they do. That, I, I, for for instance, for me, growing up as a kid here in L.A., I was a Laker fan, and Magic Johnson was my favorite player. Okay. I hated Larry Bird. I hated right. everything about the Celtics. I hated everything about Larry Bird. There was never a point where I'm thinking Larry Bird's not good. The, the right. reason you hated him is because Larry Bird this was is, good. This that, is a great point. This is what the modern world has done to us. We have the, to hate everything that we don't like. Exactly that's not right. 
like I'm not saying you got to like LeBron. I'm not saying that you got to like that he bounces around from team to team occasionally. I'm not saying you got to like his politics. It's none of these. What I'm telling is, when you jump in with he's he wasn't a factor and he's no good. You, you, he's not it's a leader. Such a like, ridiculous what? starting like, did you, point. Do you remember that game where they wore the Kobe Gianna? You know the Gianna uh, like like he was the fulcrum of leadership for the, the this old- franchise when they were at their lowest point. That is not disputable. Come on. <laughs> the only other guy who got the hate, and I, and I get why people don't like him, but this idea that was Barry Bonds. Like yeah. this, I, I get it. Barry, Barry, Bonds, Barry Bonds used performance enhancing drugs. Fine. I also saw him not swing and miss at a pitch for three seasons. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the, guy would, the guy would see one pitch every four games, and he'd send it into McCovey Cove. What are we talking about yeah, here? And, I get it. Crazy. You can say, I dislike Barry Bonds. I dislike LeBron James. Cool. I, I, I'm here. To, I'll listen. I don't like Barry Bonds either. I do like LeBron. But this, this, he's not a leader. I subscribe to this guy. Like, come on, man. It yeah, just, we, we can't do that. We can't. I want to go to, I want to go to this guy in Oxnard. Brian, you're on the show. I, I, I like what it says on the prompt. I want to hear, I want to hear your opinion on this. Go ahead, Brian, Brian, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, so, the question that I have, man, is why is it a shock and a stunner that LeBron James was going to want out of LA eventually? We really care to hop out with Space Jam and make that easier for him to transition to making that Hollywood move and do that. We knew that coming in. Now he's going to dip out eventually. We all knew that. Why are the fans whining and crying and complaining? We should be thankful that he helped us tie Boston in the ring count to tie us all with 17 rings. If you're a Lakers fan, you cannot appreciate that. You're going to stand there and bash the man. You shouldn't be a Lakers fan. I'm sorry, because he helped us tie Boston. At the end of the day, that's why we're Lakers fans, because you want to beat Boston. And he helped us do that. Every Lakers fan should be grateful, thankful, and kissing his feet that he helped us do that. Ask Jerry West about that. He helped us do that. Thanks, Thanks for the phone call. Phone call is a loose term for, for what happened there. <laughs> That was there was a like lot of there was that. there was a peanuts element there was a walkie-talkie <laughs> element there was a Forrest Gump situation something bit me you know what I mean like I'm, I'm thinking of, that's I all I had to say about that man. was that was that was a lot, and that required some major listening I'm gonna try to unpack that a little bit Clinton I think what he was going for is Laker fans should be grateful that he won them a championship that yeah that got them equal with the Celtics at this point yeah. and they need to and, and this is the thing of many one of many things about LeBron that I don't quite get how fans feel about this. I'm not saying he's got to be your favorite player. I'm no. not saying that that by him coming to the Lakers and putting on the Laker uniform that now all of a sudden you have to pretend that Kobe and Magic never existed. That's not that's not the formula. Not at all. He, you don't have to doesn't... erase the entire chalkboard to learn something new. You know <laughs> it, what I'm saying? Like it, exactly. And yet with LeBron specific, like even Russell Westbrook is is, is more What's, what's what word am I looking for here? Not admired, not loved. It, it's to tolerate it almost. I think tolerated and just liked. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just it's 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 amazing. Again, you know, like like so many Los Angeles love stories. You know what I'm saying? They just <laughs> kind of fizzle out after hey, the sparks fly. Look, you know, it's, it get happens. in get, it, get in movies. the back page of Us Weekly a few times. Yeah, make you sure know that I mean? you get photographed <laughs> taking out your garbage. Hey, look. He's just like us. He goes exactly. and gets Starbucks too. Just get a just get a couple of those in there, and you're good to go. All right, oh, uh, the good. NFL may have a, a new little quasi partner, and I I kind of dig it. I'll tell you what it is next. It's ESPN Radio, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It's Trav and Slee, Clinton in for Slee, seven ten ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So the first non-football weekend uh, in several months along the way. I played a little golf, went out to dinner a couple nice. of times, and Emily produces the uh, the Rams games as well. So she's been in full football mode for the last, what, six, five months at least. Yeah, Closer about six. six. Yeah, yeah six, six months. You had a Sunday free for the first time in forever, and uh, you told me that you watched Love is Blind all day? I watched... Uh, about eight episodes of Love is Blind. Each episode is about an hour long, so I spent a lot of time watching Love is Blind. Eight hours of the same show in one day uh, or like spread out so over I did, days? I think I did five hours yesterday and then three oh hours goodness. on Saturday. And don't worry, I did other things with my time. <laughs> I, I went to spin class and read my book, but a lot of it was spent towards Love is Blind. Don't worry about it. But uh, Clinton, you look perplexed. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure I understand the setup of this show. Now, listen, I'm yeah. somebody that watches a lot of goofy shows mm-hmm. like you know, Mass Singer, stuff like that. Like yeah. I can, I, oh. I can get with an absurd. Was that premise. the one episode where Ken Jong did something that wasn't <laughs> funny? No, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I can deal with an absurd premise as long as I buy the absurdity of the premise. Yeah. So I'm not sure I understand what this premise is like. Why would I ever want to pick a fiance in whatever thirty seconds or whatever? Okay. It is? So I'll 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 set it up for you. So uh, these are like late twenty, early thirties uh, people. They're all from the same city. So like they're all from either Chicago. Yeah. No, like, essentially, yeah. like you're like I need to, <laughs> I need to get going on this uh, this person. Right. So uh, you're put into these pods, and then you talk to someone through a wall, and uh, you don't see them. All you just do is talk for hours. So you talk to these people. I, I assume they talk for a long period of time, and by the end of it, Sounds you have like to the seventh circle of hell. Like having to talk to somebody <laughs> for hours on. End. This sounds without terrible. seeing them and then at the end you propose to somebody without ever seeing them in person and so you don't get to see the person you're engaged to until after you're engaged okay hold on critical element yes if the person says no do they get to see them at all uh yes later so okay so half the first two episodes are just in the pods and then after that it's like life after the pods so like you get to beat people that you said no to beat people that you talked to and didn't like outside but it's like mostly these engaged couples, and so okay. then you follow them. And then so you here, here's my Go question, ahead. though: that the people, this is a reality television yes. show, and the the general rules of engagement on these shows are pretty predictable. Uh-huh. Sure, I'm guessing that most of the people on the show are good looking, both men. Yes, and women. exactly. So like they're not like. You're, it's love is blind, but you're going to find a good-looking person. Anyway, go on. Right. So yeah. if you're on one of these shows, because while maybe I, they can't see each other, we all get to see them. Yeah. So the people that are on camera are probably going to be pretty and handsome. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't get the, the catch. Like, it would be one thing if all of a sudden the door opened and there was a gargoyle so on the other side. About, but I, know, don't, I don't get the catch. It's like loving the person for your personality. You don't get to see the height. You don't get to see oh, yeah. race. You know, you, get a, you know, you don't get to see a lot of things. So it's it's a way of which, you know, maybe they're trying to see. It. So anyway, 
they get into the real world, they have to get married in four weeks. So you have to get married four weeks from when you get engaged. And so it's like, how do they deal with finances? This one guy doesn't believe in 401ks. I'm like, who doesn't believe in 401ks? Well, they exist. It's yeah, not exactly. a matter of whether you believe it's in them or not. It's not a ghost. It's not, it's not UFOs. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> so Shane doesn't okay. believe in 401ks. So I, like, I have oh, some yeah. thoughts go on, on this, Emily. Go on, my, go on. my feeling is that this, is, this show is part of what I like to call the chaos generation where people like to look at other people's chaotic situations because it helps them relate to their own situations. And they believe that that's just how it's supposed to be. Oh my God, this is so chaotic. I love it. I'm like, hold on. You know what I'm saying? Like you love it because it's not your life and you love it because it means you don't have to pay attention to your life, which yes. is actually chaotic. You know what I'm saying? That's the appeal Are you here. I get Clinton? that. No, I'm sorry. I was, this wasn't about you, but I'm just saying, because I see these things online and it's like, oh my God, this is so messy. And I'm like, but these are people's real lives. It's one thing to watch some show that's completely fictionalized and have it be whatever. But like, if I got to trace people into the real world out of the pods, you know what I mean, to figure out what's going on, that just seems unwieldy from a production standpoint. So this Never is mind. You're looking at it as a TV producer. Yeah, I'm like, what are we doing like, here? How am I ever going to shoot this? This doesn't make any sense at all. This is also season two. So the first season came out like at the height of pandemic, like March 2020. Okay, so it made sense during the pandemic because you were yes. inside and you couldn't see people. Okay. Exactly. That's the catch, Trav, is that it related mm-hmm. to but, the time in America. But to me, and again, I, I, as someone who is not a regular consumer of this type of TV, I, I don't really watch it very often. But I would think the only moment, the only thing that would keep me around is for when I'm, I'm envisioning it like a partition slides up, right? Like at a at a, at a batting cage where and the thing goes up. And, and you see that person, and somebody on the other side goes, oh, hell no. And then just turns around like, I'm out of here. Like, that's the that's the payoff that I want. There are people that do that. Like, they're like, ooh, I am not attracted to that person physically. Like, let's oh, see how man. we figure this out. Because you're already engaged. Like, you're like, okay. Are you? Also, yeah, mean, exactly. Right. Like, are you? Like, no. And, would, like, the, the, the company pays for your, like, for your sure. wedding and everything like that. So like that's you don't have to put any of your own money on the line, so that's one thing. You just have like, to live with this person exactly. who you met on a television show in a pod. My right. favorite part is like when they have to introduce them to their parents and they don't they haven't been told that they're on a reality show. They're like, hey, this is my fiance that I met and we're gonna be married oh. in two weeks. Get ready. Like that's the craziest part to me. And I love that part. And I live for the drama and it's great. They have some of the <laughs> stupidest people on this show and I love it too. You don't say <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm, I'm shocked. Stupid people wouldn't be on reality Paint shows. Me shocked along the way. All right. So was it worth it, Clinton? The the LeBron James where we are right now in, in a season that is going nowhere, and Laker fans are just lined up, ready to you know punch LeBron in the gut and say you know this is why we didn't want him here. This is why he yeah. leaves. The second thing gets hard. What what am I missing? Because this seems pretty elementary to me. They won a championship with LeBron James in his second season here. The se- season after that was bizarre for all the reasons we know, injury riddled and short. And then this season's been a bad one. But it, this has not been a disastrous experiment. They've close. had a bad season. Not even close. And I think that in the priority of things that matter, we have to assess where does Laker fan ego come into play here because hello they want a ring hello they were in shambles before he arrived hello they're back to national relevance hello kobe passed away and they had leadership in order to deal with that as a franchise and as a team and the last thing on the list that matters in that equation is laker fan ego but laker fan ego tends 
to sort of guide where we feel about LeBron based on his ability to cater to that and that alone as opposed to the other things. And that's just that's just not smart emotional management. You know what I'm saying? It, it, does, it doesn't make sense to me, Trav. It's going to be really interesting to see how they play out these next weeks. It's, I think it's the season ends seven weeks from yesterday. I think they were saying right. that. Uh, so they got seven weeks left of games. You've yeah. got uh, a team that is nowhere, really. You're, you're, you're in the bottom half of the play-in, which is basically nowhere. Your second-best sure. player is gone for an indeterminate amount of time. Your best player just kind of dropped a whole bunch of little hints that maybe he's not thrilled with the way that things are going. Your third-best player has been a terrible fit from the moment he walked into your building. What do you do for the last seven weeks? Do you just punt and say, let's, let's just start figuring out where we're going to go from here because this isn't going Listen, to work? Or do you have to I push? I would do that. I would do that. I would You'd shut punt. it down. I would shut it down. I don't think that To me, that's not punting. That, to me, is a smart play because, listen, as much as you think that a magical run is going to happen and they might be able to avenge the Suns' loss in the playoffs, that's just not realistic. And I think that, more importantly, what you risk by trying to do that is what the issue is. LeBron is too old to be goofing around with stuff like this, and AD is too fragile to be taking half shots at things. Shut it down. Heal up, figure out what the Westbrook situation is going to be and whether or not you can stomach getting rid of him because you just need the time to confer. If you want to blame everything on, well, there's a game, there's a game, there's a game. Now it's the offseason. It's like, whoa, well, all right, you're not going to address this properly. I think there's something to be said of see what you have in the talent on the court that are not your stars and figure out whether or not you've got assets that you can move for other people or whether or not you want to keep them. It's okay. I, the Westbrook thing is going to take care of itself. If, if they get to the end of the line with him playing, they'll move him in the offseason because at that point he becomes a more tradable asset, right, because it's an expiring does contract. Does he? And, well, that's the, that's yeah, the, that's I think the question. I, I yeah, think it okay. does. And, look, I don't know what you get coming back. I think it's more just, hey, let's get him out of here and we'll get – you take my sure. problem, I'll take yours. I think it could be Three one of those. Three-team trade, you got to do right. a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. But these are all decisions that have to be made. And if you're doing them all in the context of – what just your last end result? Like, let's just say they win a playing game. And then let's just say they play against the Suns and they win every home game and it just goes seven. Mm-hmm. What do you do then? Do you say, oh, we were right there. And let's just say the Suns go on to win the championship. And the only team that pushed them seven was the Lakers or whatever. Then you're in that awkward in between zone where it's that's like, arguably yeah, no, the we, worst case scenario. That's the worst case scenario by a mile. Is yes. the worst case scenario because you're but that's still the kind out. of stuff that happens. <laughs> that happens all the time. And you're like, oh, yeah. man, we just needed to make a decision earlier as opposed to trying to split the difference. Now we have neither. I don't think that that's the right way to do it. I, I, would, I would shut it down. I really would. What, what this scenario that you just painted, Clinton, though, is, is if you have good management, question mark you, yeah. you then you don't worry about that because if you if you have good management if you have somebody that has a vision of what's coming you, you tried this didn't work okay look sometimes i like that the lakers tried to make a big splash i didn't like the splash that they made but i like that they tried to do something didn't work the rams went all in they got it the dodgers went all in they didn't get it the lakers went right. all in they didn't even come close to getting it there, there's varying degrees to this but if you have somebody, whether it's Jeannie Buss or Rob Palenka or the Rambuses or Magic whispering to Jeannie off on the side, whatever it is, <laughs> even in that scenario that you just talked about where you push the Suns to seven games and, and it looks like you, you need to realize, guys, that was a weird two weeks. Yeah. We don't have the goods. We need to continue. Do not get swayed by something that just kind of – because sports are weird. Sometimes you'll have a – good teams will play well for a couple of weeks. Or sure. bad. You know, we'll play, bad teams will play well for a couple of weeks. Know what you have going into this. And, look, if they fall closer and closer to out of the play-in tournament, 
I think you're just going to see a full-on, you know, oh, oh, he's unavailable, and you're just going to see a bunch of guys run out the end of the line, and they're going to just nuke the thing at the end of the season. I wouldn't have a big problem with that. LeBron said that rest is the only thing that can heal him. They're not winning the title this year, in my opinion, and if you want to give yourself a chance with LeBron next season, let him start the offseason, bro. Why not? The rest matters. you got to trust LeBron James with his own body. It's the best tool he's got. He's better at using it than everybody else on earth. Let him handle it the way he wants. He hate me 2.0? Maybe. Might be coming back to a place near you. That's next. It's Travis Lee. Clinton's in for Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And the XFL, Clinton, uh, and the NFL are going to have some sort of quasi-relationship. They're going to be described as a Petri dish, which I I wasn't very good at chemistry, but I know that's where you mix things together and see if stuff will grow. Who who called it a Petri dish? Somebody, One of the XFL investor people is like, oh, it might be a little Petri dish for the NFL. They need a better phrase than that. Petri dish, people think of where you grow bacteria. Bacteria, viruses. Uh, biological weapons. Who doesn't want to think about want to those associate with your football league? You know what I do like, though? I like that the idea of the NFL having a little bit of a lab to goof around with stuff. Oh, yeah. Be, be, because the college football, they're never going to do that. They're, there's, there's too much money to be made in the college game, and they have no jurisdiction, which is the biggest right. problem of all. But – if you had a place like, hey, what if we – no punts. So whatever the rules and no kickoffs. Like, let's tinker with this thing and see if we might stumble into something. Because I, I always use this as an example because I think it's a really good one. The sky cam, that, that spider cam that flies all over the field above on those wires, that came from the XFL. I know that's a television production element, but it's a really cool addition to the game. Absolutely. Let's goof around with some things and see what we might come up with. It's still a TV show at the end of the day. And if you can improve the TV show, then absolutely. Be my guest. Now, I've been to an XFL game, the D.C. Defenders. I went How to their opening it? game. It was So, D.C. was in a very specific position, but overall, what it was was, excuse me, it was not, like, cheap. And I mean cheap as in a product. Like, I didn't get out there and think I was looking at something second rate. I realize it's not the NFL, but it was still very much professional football. You know what I mean? Sometimes what you worry about with these drop-offs is that, like, just what you – the eyeball test is going to be so bad 
that you can't deal with it on any other level. It wasn't that at all. You know what I mean? And granted, I'm not the biggest football fan in the world, but I know crappy football when I see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't show up to watch crappy football. Is it the equivalent of AAA baseball? Is it? Is it? Is that the gap we're talking about? No, it's not that. It's just more so that like the thing about the thing about baseball is that when you see players who aren't as good the games are just a little bit more boring in Mm -hmm. terms of like what happens in terms of like the ability of the top side of what you can see happens, but they're a little bit more exciting also because people make more mistakes. You know what I'm saying? And so like there was an element of that where I was like, Oh, this is just a little bit more. It's just a little looser than the average tightness of an NFL game is where, you know, people are trying stuff that you're not really used to, but it wasn't, ridiculous you know what i mean guys aren't lateraling every play it was a little less ridiculous than the previous uh iteration of what the xfl was that's why i kind of dig it because let's get goofy with it because i think if put it to you this way if if you said to me travel we're going to an xfl game i don't want to watch jv football i don't want to watch foot that's just straight football that's not quite as good as the varsity that doesn't really intrigue me but if you told me hey let's tweak a rule here there are no punts that you you know you you have to go for it on fourth down or whatever the 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 production values of it might be that if you can go for three or four you know pats or whatever push it further back you gotta every every third play needs to be at least thrown 30 yards down the field let's just Open it up and have some wild stuff happen because just have like the USFLs getting going here in the spring and just the the reason the USFL worked the first time is they got Reggie White and Steve Young and Jim. They Kelly. got big they time had stars, really right. good players along the way. That's not going to happen here. So you got to juice this thing with some nonsense that may turn into some good sense. Nothing wrong with a good gimmick. There's a reason why people use them. It's because they work every once in a while. My question is though, is like overall for the football landscape. I mean, do we need two spring leagues? Like, how is this exactly going to work? And are we going to be considering one more legitimate than the other? The XFL says that they do not want to be part of a developmental process with the NFL, which I don't understand at all. I mean, I feel like if I'm running a football league, the main Isn't thing I would want to do— Isn't that your road to viability, too? Yeah, I would say— I would, con- combined with them in some meaningful way? Especially not if you're not playing at the same time of year. The idea would be an exchange that makes sense, that develops both sides. I think that having a spring league— for a country as football crazy as this one is, makes sense professionally. I don't know if two do. I don't know which one of these outfits is going to do it better. But I do think that there is, from a market viability standpoint, from a player development standpoint, from a coach's development standpoint, and also, quite frankly, from some of these media people out here, you know what I'm saying, who are calling games and trying to figure some stuff out, this stuff is all available. You might find some gems, you know, in terms of everything involved with the production of a football team, not just the players on the field. So I like it. You know, am I going to get season tickets? I don't know. I was invited to that first Defenders game, so I went. But we'll see how this goes, and I'm rooting for it. You ever you know? been to an arena game? Have you ever I've seen that? I've not been into an arena game. I've that, watched a lot of arena games. I've never so been to I went to one, and it was insane. It, it was it was like wait what am I even looking at here? But it was right. oddly compelling. It's it's not unlike what we were talking about at the beginning of the show with the NASCAR thing at the Coliseum. It's like yeah, I've seen a NASCAR race. I've been to a NASCAR race. That's not this. It's close enough that I kind of get it. But the the bastardization of this it's thing still is, different is fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I absolutely I, also, love Clinton uh, defenders is better than the Commanders. Just gonna say this is probably in terms true. Of a name. A lot of, there was a lot of talk about that back home where I'm from. People saying, oh, man, Snyder got got again by a second-rate league. Couldn't even be eh. his best team, but I, I, whatever. It, 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 all those names. that No one's going to like it. Right? No, unless you come yeah. up with something and, so extraordinary, which is so hard In 100 years, nobody's going to remember. Like the Kraken. The Kraken's good. Kraken like, is good. 
but but they they were not the, the Washington football team was never going to become something like that. Something right? good, just, yeah, no, some, something no just way. totally off the board to, to go do that. I command mean, that'll be one of those things that we don't even give a second thought to, like the Titans and the Jags and exactly. all of those other things. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Montebello and Marie. Marie, you're on with uh, Travis and Clinton. What's up, Marie? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, so first off, I'm, I am one of those fans. I'm a diehard Laker fan. I was born at halftime of a Laker game. Um, <laughs> so I'm literally, you know, I bleed purple and gold. Well, I'm, my family and I, you know, we're on that cusp of we never were LeBron James fans. We are very appreciative of him coming to L.A. and kind of what that season after us losing Kobe means. Now, my question to you guys is, and this is what I want to point out, is it's the way he goes about things. I think that tends to rub people the wrong way. Um, he was never ours, right? Like, are you going to marry the girl who hopped around from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend? Or are you going to marry the one who's been faithful to you, you know, to the guy for 15, 20 years? So I knew coming in that he wasn't going to be here long term. I expected this. So this is why it's kind of funny to me that everyone's kind of surprised about this. But if you're Russell Westbrook, how do you respond to this? Because all season long, you know, LeBron and everyone has been saying, we need more time, we need more time, we got to support Russ, we got to support Russ. We're hearing things about, you know, they figured they feel like they can figure it out. But now it's out in the public that Clutch is not happy that Rob didn't make a move to get rid of Russ. So if you're Russ, how do you feel? Well, there's a couple of things going on here. Thank you, Marie. I appreciate the phone call. Appreciate um, the phone call, Marie. The the part about Russ is that's one of those things that you say all the right things, but you know behind closed doors, hey, this isn't getting any better. We're going to say it publicly, and then you eventually hit the saturation point where you're just like, this this doesn't work. And I think that's what happened with LeBron. This I think because this goes down to a personality thing, Clinton. I like this per- personality trait. I think this is something that the Rams have done exceptionally well, which is I'm going to take a big swing. I'm going to pay yeah. you a lot of money, but just because I do that doesn't mean I'm married to you forever. That if it doesn't yeah. work, we're moving on. And and a lot of teams double down on bad ideas by sticking with them, saying, "No, no, we gave Jared Goff 100 million. We can't trade him." No, they said, "No, he's not good enough. Get him out. We'll we'll pay to get him down the road." And I think that's what LeBron does as well. LeBron thought Russell Westbrook would fit. It didn't, and I think he realized this. You know what? Let's let's move on. Let's go to Plan B. Sure, but that's all operating under the premise that LeBron is the one in charge. And that's where the questions arise in terms of what's the next step for the Lakers. Because if LeBron is the one who, even if he didn't want Westbrook as the primary desiree and he just co-signed it, he's still involved. And if it's a situation where, let's just say, Palinka was like, hey, maybe that's not a bad. I mean, who wanted whom matters here? Because it matters in terms of whom else is going to join the team or leave the team. And I think we're at a point now where LeBron, judging from what he said, I think LeBron realizes he's got as much power there as anybody else does. And he's going to make his choices when he wants to make his choices. And he's going to play, he's going to play his card. He's going to play his Planet LeBron card because it's the only card he has, especially because he's playing so well himself. It's hard not to honor it. It's hard not to respect it. What else are you going to do? You know? It's who he is. This, this, again, this, right. this is okay. I'm going to be a psychologist here for a second again. I will never understand why, when somebody has made it crystal clear who they are for their <laughs> entire life, and then when they do that exact same thing to you, you're surprised by it. 
I, 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 I don't or upset un- by it or upset by it that this is how LeBron operates. And when he came, to, first of all, well, we knew he was going to be here long. Guys, he came when he was 35. OK, right. can we stop right. with the the long term of it all? He came when he was 35. He or not 35. I'm sorry. He in his 15th year is what I meant to say. Sure. So he comes in his 15th season. So now here we are in season number 19. What, did you think he was going to play 35 seasons here? Did you think that this is how this was going to go? This is how he operates. He won a championship. He plays his guts out every night. He is a good leader in my estimation. He Me has too. made them more relevant. He's done everything he could have possibly done when they get here, other than this season's been a disaster, and that is only partially on him, not entirely on him. The biggest complaint being he doesn't have multiple rings. Like, come on, dude. Come on. Come on. It, it, in four years. It's not like he has one in four years. This is yeah. – some guys go – Charles Barkley never got one. He had one Zero. in four years like you haven't Zero. done enough. Four, four years in his league, 15, 16, 17, 18 seasons. Come on, man. It's I mean, amazing. What are it's we truly doing amazing. here? It's, it's, truly uh, amazing. it's insane. Let's try one more here. Uh, let's go to Aaron next. Aaron, you're on with uh, Travis and Clinton Yates. What's up? What's going on, Travis and Clinton? Yeah, I, I'm coming for 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 callers like Marie and the other guy. They're delusional, man. They're delusional. You 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 say LeBron is not from here. Shaq played at ten different teams. We still love him. Kareem wasn't originally from here, and you know it's just this hate for LeBron that's irrational. Y'all know it. Um, I, I I wasn't always a fan of LeBron, but. I respected him. I developed a love for him. As he went back to Cleveland, you know, he uh, stood up to the hype. He, uh, you know, and so I loved him when he when he came here. I loved it. Uh, he he did what he was supposed to do. We didn't see the pandemic coming. People they kind of trashed the bubble ring and this and that. But you know, people here, most of my friends, they say the same thing, but they're irrational. And well, so, you think you bring up a good point, Aaron. And thank you for the phone call. I, the, yeah. What he was saying there, Yates, is interesting to me because he brought up Shaq. And I think that's interesting because Shaq needed the Lakers to make his bones. Shaq was an unbelievable talent. Shaq was one of the best players in the league. But Shaq wasn't fully Shaq until he was on the Lakers and won three championships. And then he was the diesel. And now all of a sudden, he's larger than life. He's a made man in this league. And he goes to Miami and he gets another one. But the Lakers made Shaq as much as Shaq made the Lakers. That's not true with LeBron. LeBron came here as a fully formed legend. He did not need to do one other thing to be a legend in this league. Had he ended his career in Cleveland the second time after those four years and said, you know what, I'm going to go make movies or write books or or open schools – He's done. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Full stop. There's nothing else to add. He didn't need to come to L.A. and add another championship for him to go to a a level where all of these other guys really kind of did need the Lakers to push them over the top. LeBron was already over the top. Uh, He was over the top. And quickly, I'll say it as simply as this, which is you don't want to find yourself in a situation where Lakers fans, you're the only people on earth who don't like LeBron James. And that's kind of where we are. It's so weird. And Paul Pierce. It's, it's like, yeah. it, well, sure, right. But it, like that's that's where we are. Everybody else is looking at him like, oh, yeah, sweet. There goes LeBron. Hey, LeBron, that's awesome. Look at you scoring all those points out there for L.A. Too bad the situation sucks. Welcome over here. We're going to all celebrate you. You come back here and it's like, ah, this guy's a bum. It's like the only people saying that 
are Lakers fans. The yeah, only one. It's a bad look. <laughs> it's a bad look. The dump. Coming up next, it's Travis Slee. Clinton's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So we mentioned this uh, at some point in the show. I don't remember where exactly it was, Clinton, but Jawan Howard and uh, the University of Wisconsin assistant coach got into it a little bit. Howard kind of swatted him upside the head. Um, He's going to get busted. The the, the level of busted is TBD at this point. What do you think he gets? You think he gets a couple of games? You think it's one? You think it's more than a couple? I think he'll be suspended through the Big Ten tournament. Do, through the end of the Big Ten tournament. I mean, yeah. Do, do they make it? I don't really know where Michigan is in that regard. But they're 14-11 and 11 on the season, so I'd imagine they're So they're the probably tournament. mid-level. They're in the tournament. I think, they'll, yeah. I think they'll suspend them through the tournament. I do. Ma- mainly because of also what happened with Maryland as well. I think that that's probably the main reason why they'll do that is because they don't want a situation, two teams potentially popping up again. But I don't think he'll do that for uh, for the Wisconsin coach. Yeah, it, it's 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 weird because it's obviously a story. Whenever a coach gets into it with another coach physically, it's going to be a story. But it, right, it just it looked far worse than than it was. But because it looks so bad, it gets replayed over and over and over again. And both both Michigan and Wisconsin, you almost get painted into a corner where you have to do something. Yeah, and I do think that they should do something. If no other reason, than just let these guys talk to each other. Like, there's too many people that are – like, this is the second time this has happened in this way for Jawan, but think of it from the other way around. Like, why are y'all trying to – you know what I'm saying? Like, there's too many people messing with Jawan in this, in, in this situation in terms of, like, how I think that they think is a reasonable in, interaction – Rules, the rules of engagement with Juwan are not what people think that they are. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's reasonable. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, you're just not going to talk to him any old kind of way. This I, guy was the I, first I $100 million dollar man in the league, Fab Five member, veteran in the pros forever, Chicago brother. Like, it's just not happening like that. I don't care what you think the rules are, bro. I, I you know? get that, but the rules do exist. And, and, yeah. and while he may be everything that you just described, if he takes a poke at somebody, it, it can't be, hey, I'm from Chicago. Hey, I was on the no, five. but what I'm, like, say, what I'm saying on. is that, like, when you come, when it comes down to like who's got actual basketball credibility in any situation, Jawan's got it there, and so sure. if he's getting that fired up, my point is, is that he's probably been pushed to a limit where you've got to address the other person and say, "What are we doing?" You know what you I'm know saying? Your so, game plan cannot be upset Jawan. You, you know, know what, what I'm saying? Play basketball. Yeah, excuse me. I, the whole thing started. The Wisconsin's up big. There's you know ten or twelve seconds left in the game. And Michigan is pressing. Now, Howard tried to split the hair. He's like, we weren't pressing. We were just playing hard man-to-man. He was like, okay, whatever. You're down 15 with 10 seconds. Game's over. So let's, let's let the clock run out. Then the timeout happened. Then the altercation. Just the whole thing was a, a it was bust a lot. from the jump. It was a lot. And that's embarrassing for the Big Ten. That's not what you want. Goran Dragic will not be coming to the Lakers. He is headed to the Brooklyn Nets, so I don't Wait, know. Wait, he's not coming to the Lakers, so he's going to some other team that also has low playoff chances that he's probably just going to want. Oh, oh, yeah. No. There's a, there's is a little different oh, though. No, once KD chose a team that's probably got a shot. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, I don't I know what the sales now. pitch is for the Lakers at yeah. this point. That's a weird deal. You were telling me this morning about Versus with uh, Yo, AI and T-Mac. Versus with AI and T-Mac was the best entertainment basketball product I've watched in probably 10 years. If you're not familiar with the Versus brand, it's basically something that popped up during the pandemic, started by Swiss Beats and I think Timbaland, where artists would show, they would show up, they would play their hits, and you would sort of vote comparatively on the internet or whatever, and everybody would talk about it. They adapted this format for NBA basketball, and I wasn't sure what to expect. But, Travis, it was great. AI and T-Mac were up there, and it was a little loose. They were cussing. They weren't, like, out of control, but it was just felt like two guys actually talking about their careers the way they really would if you asked them in the street and not just kind of on a television camera. They didn't show only dunks. They talked about them contextually. Shaq was the MC. It was great. I loved it. I might watch it again, not just because those two guys are two of my favorite players, but like it just as a product and how they put it together, extremely well done. Loved the, it. More of an- that, less dunk contest. The answer is AI. Yep. <laughs> right? Always. I mean, yeah. No, it's like I, I'll – this may be this may get my uh, basketball card revoked here. I've never been a huge Tracy McGrady guy. I know he's a great player, okay. but like it yeah. never really moved me. Like Allen Iverson, when you watched him, all eyes on Iverson from the second he's on the court, you're not taking your eyes off of AI the entire time. I never got that with with T Mac. Well, that's why it was so interesting because he was talking his own s and he was showing his own highlights, and it was like, oh right. I kind of forgot this guy was a monster in this way. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was a closer battle than one might think, based on the analysis that you think that yeah, you that you started, which is that AI is a bigger star than T Mac. But it was a great, great production. I'm glad they did it. And any guy that's six feet tall or whatever Allen Iverson is doing yeah. what he did, going in there with those giant guys, the hammering it out the way he did, that extraordinary. Awesome. My favorite basketball player ever. All right, if you want to find the pod of today's show, you can go to iTunes and find it there. We are available right there for us. Clinton's back tomorrow. It's Travis and Slee, Mason and Ireland coming up next. It's me and Yates all week long. Yeehaw.